Greetings, weary traveler. This podcast is supported by Mario, Hedwig, and Matt. And they are joined by a new patron, Robert the Terrible. Though they are all equally awful. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. Today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... Instead of having the DM decide what you need to roll to do something, the player gets to choose any of their skills to roll on. The DM then sets a DC based on the relevance of the skill to the situation. That was submitted by Headless Horse Boy. Right, so I'm the one who suggested doing this uh, idea for this um, this week. Um, so my reasoning is, firstly, a lot of the times the distinctions between skills can get kind of like nebulous, especially in games where there's a very long list of them. Like athletics and acrobatics, for example, it's often hard to tell which one works. And that's why I just... I like the idea of, like, I'm going to intimidate the door open. Like, it's sort of... I like the concept of if you're good enough at intimidation, you can open doors by yelling at them until they give in. I wonder like, how if... loud you would have to yell in order for a door to just swing open. Um, ten loud. But yeah. I was thinking, because you said about, you know, in 5e, there's, like, athletics versus acrobatics and things like that. Yeah. I want to use 3.5 skills for this. I want to use rope to persuade someone. Not to intimidate them. That's too easy. I want to I make friends with someone with my rope. Like, is this some kind of, like... BDSM thing, or is it just you have really neat rope tricks? Well, like maybe you could befriend a sailor by showing some really cool knots. Ooh, you could use a praise to a praise to befriend someone by seeing their inner beauty and inner value, and rating how many gold pieces their inner value is worth. That was really beautiful until you said gold pieces. <laughs> how much <laughs> are you objectively worth? Care. I can see past your, like, humble exterior to your interior, which is frankly still not worth a huge amount, but it's worth more than you're presenting. Like, you know, you could be afforded on a middle-class salary. I mean, you could always sell them for scrap. <laughs> I'm just saying, they're it... very expensive. Therefore, a person has quite a lot of scrap value. Yeah, this is getting rapidly less beautiful as the conversation continues. Like, yeah, and you can use, like, tumble to resist social attacks by just jumping out of the way of people's hurtful words. By opening Tumblr. Yes. But, I mean, I've yeah, like... been in games where this was kind of a thing, where it's like, you can use any <clears throat> charisma-based skill... Just tell me yeah. how you're doing it. It's kind of just an expansion on what a lot of DMs do anyway, which I feel like are always the best ideas because yeah. they're logical to a point. 
Yeah, like, I think partly, especially with social things, like, you know, it's often hard to draw an exact line between different social things. Like, like, it's, like, you know, some, like, especially with bluff, which can easily fit into your two. Yeah, and definitely yeah, I can see. things like investigation and perception. Yeah. It's like, at what yeah. point do you go from looking at something to looking for something about it? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, as I said, I was sort of, yeah, I was sort of considering the kind of, if you're going for, like, a more mythic fairy tale kind of game where you can, like, literally steal someone's heart and seduce them that way and that kind of thing. Like, I feel so, it so works. suggesting roll sleight of hand to seduce yeah. someone, which, when you just put it like that, sounds like a very different role. Hmm. But yeah, like it sort of works for games where you're sort of blurring metaphor and literalness in that manner. I'm just wondering if you could use it in a more literal game. Mm. Like, I would like to roll to use my gun. I mean, you can add anything after to use my gun, really. It's going to be bad. Mm. Mike, this is my character, and his only skill is gun. I'm going to use my gun to sneak. How? No witnesses. <laughs> what it is, is I shoot wildly in the air, and everyone's so distracted by the gun, they don't notice me, the person holding the gun. That would be a bold play, and I'll be honest, I would probably let you do it. Like, everyone's just been... a high DC, but I'd give you a, a 1 in 20 chance, you know? Everyone just remembers the floating gun, and no one remembers the person running around holding the gun. You could combine it with casting invisibility. <laughs> I cast invisibility specifically on everything except my gun. No, you you cast it on the gun. <laughs> and then you convince everyone you're shooting bullets from your hands. This is like a very specific reason to get into wizarding school. It's like it's like someone who skipped over learning magic missile and now has to like magically MacGyver away to cast magic missile. Okay, I would watch that show. Like a wizard who has like forgot to learn all of the like obvious spells. And now has, like, I know, the spell that makes a mouth appear on an object and the one that illuminates invisible creatures and all of those spells and has to cobble together a way to use fireball using only those spells. I think we've created, like, a good idea here. Like, yeah. an idea in its own right. But I, I do like the idea that a lot of this, I think, would boil down to your own persuasion ability. Like, not your characters, your own persuasion yeah. stat. Like, how how well can you convince your DM that... Mm. I'm, I keep coming back to use rope, but how well can you convince your DM that with, with this small length of rope, you can befriend the lion? Like, yeah, I think... Because I'm sure there's a way to bullshit, like, I'm going to use the rope to, like as like a big cat's toy or something. 
See, I'm just imagining like sort of a um, lateral thinking exercise where you have to randomly roll for what skill you're mm. going to use in any given situation and you just have to convince the DM to let you do it. Should really like that. Like, chaotic, neutral character. Like maybe not as a full game, but I do like that as like a as like a very like niche one shot. Ultimately, like as a one as like a sort of honey badger. What the what the not honey badger? What the fuck's it? Honey heist. Honey badger is a different game where you release a honey badger and have to fight it. Um, I mean, you can have a honey badger in Honey Heist. Yeah, a honey like a honey heist style game where your character only has one skill, so they just have use rope or gun or appraise, and to do anything, you have to like bullshit a reason your skill will be relevant in that situation. And also, you're all honey badgers. Yeah, so so you're all honey badger with a gun will be the name of my game. <laughs> Uh, it it it's a lot game and it requires two components to play. <laughs> uh, oh, I take probably honey badger fursuits. I take no legal responsibilities for any consequences of playing um, honey badger with a gun. <laughs> so, as is traditional, when we come up with a whole new RPG. We should move on to questions. But first, okay. I do want to shout out one of our followers. Because um, we posted some very bad pictures of warehorses. Um, and someone who I believe is called Anseline um, said that she'd listened to the podcast so much that she reads all of the posts in our voices. Hey. And I enjoy that. And also want to say sorry. For my terrible, terrible voice. I apologise for psychically narrating um, my beautifully edited horse self. I apologise for nothing. Thanks, Nick. Uh, for those who are interested in my hair, our editor apologises for nothing. I, I think the microphone probably picked that up. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I don't know how technology works. All I know is horse masks. So, all of our... Hi, I'm Hazel, and I make a podcast with Liz called Bread and Thread, which you might enjoy if you are a fan of food or clothes or other interesting parts of domestic history. We find out interesting facts about things like regional foods, ancient breeds of sheep, um, pretty much anything domestic history. So if you'd like to know why it's illegal to import a sheep into Iceland and what was presented by Queen Victoria to Harriet Tubman, then you might want to check out Bread and Thread. Find us at Bread and Thread on Twitter or find us everywhere podcasts exist. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to see a tripe monster? Do you want to know what happens when you compress an egg? We don't have these answers. Or that.
Do you want to truly understand the tripe monster from space? Do you want to know what happens when you compress an egg? We don't have the answers to these questions, but we do have a podcast about bad and weird films. Pod 9 from Outer Space. Starring me, Nick, and Liz, who is not me. Questions are anonymous this time, which is unusual. How do I burn down the player's home base? Note, it's a stone pillar. Uh, So you've all used rope. Like, you know, fire burns, well, it melts if it gets hot enough. Yeah, I'm going to work on the assumption that you've already considered a lava monster. You know, you can never knock, you know, you you can never, like, have too many lava monsters. I mean, Magmar is one of my favourite Pokemon. What you need to do is very slowly, like, piece by piece, replace, like, the bits of stone with like blocks of wood that are painted to look like stone over like the course of many months or years and then you burn it down and they're like holy shit how did that happen but once you've replaced all of the parts is it still the same pillar you burn it down literally and then you burn their minds down metaphorically by revealing like the philosophical underpinnings of your argument. Argument here being another word for setting things on fire. <laughs> also, can we for a moment consider the implications of the home base being just a pillar? I was like, assuming they sat on top sort of, of it. Like D&D tag? <laughs> it's like, oh, the monsters can't get you if you're touching base. Like I said, I was assuming that they that they've gone on top of it, and the reason that they want to burn the pillar down is because now the players won't come down from the pillar and do the adventure. Like they're just role playing, sitting on the pillar. Well, yeah, because the monsters can't get them if they're touching the pillar. Yeah. Yes, the alternative is they they're inside the pillar, like just buried in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Like, if we assume it's burning it down as, like, you know, an aggressive act, but it might be, how do I burn this pillar down and free my players from the pillar that they're trapped in? Maybe it's a metaphorical pillar. Hmm. It's, Maybe you the... know, it's the heart of the community. Hmm. How do I burn down the most important person in this town? who is also, incidentally, an animated stone pillar. How do you burn down a rock elemental? Is this, is this like some kind of riddle you have to answer, like, to learn d and I think it is now. Yeah. Uh, send in your answers to how do you burn down a rock elemental, and something might happen. <laughs> Maybe we'll burn down a rock elemental on the next episode. So the second question, um, yeah, I, th- I thought I'd include it because we haven't had a question like this for a while. What's your favourite bad idea? 
What is my favourite bad idea? Like, at the risk of sounding narcissistic, I am proud of Put Your GM in the Marmalade. I'm not quite sure whether that's an idea or just a series of words I came up with. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. As a DM who enjoys Marmalade. Yeah, like, I feel like in terms of actual ideas rather than boom gibberish. Um... My favorite idea. I think the one that I have a real soft spot for is um, a party that's all half, like half human, half something else, hunting down their terrible deadbeat dad. Mm. I have a soft spot for that because I did run it. Yeah, I. And the party were convinced at one point that there was going to be something called a reverse manticore? Which okay, none so like, of them could explain to me what one of those was. Yeah, like, you know, like I could see, like, a reverse centaur or something, but, like, a manticore has, like, four parts? I, th- I think I... they were trying to base... They were trying to guess based on their knowledge of, like, how I think as a DM. Hmm. But the actual twist was that the the quote-unquote human father was actually an incubus. I guess, like, a reverse manticore would just be, like, a lion, a scorpion, a bat, and a human, and they're not, like, combined into one being. They're just walking around. Either that or they're the other way around. So you've got, like, the head of a scorpion... The body of a bat. The wings of a lion, so I guess that just means no wings. And a human butt. This is my new supernatural creature, a giant scorpion with a human butt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the problem is, like, most of the bad ideas that I like are ones that you can do as good ideas. Like, I as do. Opposed to the ones like eat the dice and throw one up every time you need to roll. Yeah, I do like. I guess I do like the ones which are just completely incomprehensible. And it's just. Yeah, there's the one which, yeah, make your dice out of cheese and then eat a dice every time it rolls too low. Yeah, like. There's been a lot of eating dice are always fun, especially because they led to Nick buying me a set of edible dice for Christmas. You are you are helping um, Mod Paper's relationship if you submit dice. That's that's almost a sentence. <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah, uh, today's um, today's episode is sponsored by my slow descent into madness. Don't descend all the way yet. We've got one more question. <laughs> oh, actually, my favourite idea, probably, is a while back the long stream of terrible monster of the week monsters that people submitted. I I loved all of the terrible monster of the week monsters. Guy who eats all the cheese samples at the grocery store and 
towel that hates you but can't act on it, but if it could, it would do so many terrible things. I still want a campaign where they all team up and rob a laundry store. Do you follow the Tumblr blog Shitty Cryptids? Because I feel like you would enjoy it. I actually do not. It's it's very that vibe. But anyway, someone wants to know. I've been wanting to get into D&D for a long time, but none of my friends play. I don't know anything about how to play and I don't know where to start. Any advice? Kidnap people at gunpoint and force them to play D&D. I think the best place to start is to get in on a one-shot that someone else is running. Yeah, I mean, the problem is most of the places you would start are currently locked down. Yeah, I mean, uh, sort of going to your local game shop would would be the the immediate thought. But... Yeah, um, but there's there's a lot of websites like there's there's a Reddit um, where you can find people who are looking for players, um, which I think is just called LFG. Um, a lot of sort of D and D centric websites like Roll Twenty and D and D Beyond have places where you can find people, or there's there's Discord servers. I mean, I have a Discord server. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to just, like, you know, chill your own Discord server. It's called Am I Playing Right? And it's fun. So, there you go. To answer your question, um, go hang out with Mod Paper and then you will be in, D be into it, be in the D&D game. You know, I've been thinking, because we've been getting a lot of people asking, like, how do I find a group at the moment? I think we need to start providing a service where people can just send us, like, Hi, I want to play D&D. This is like turning some kind of... We can just kind of throw the posts out into the ether. This is turning some kind of, like, dating site, but for nerds. I, mean, I was thinking less dating site and more like classifieds. Craigslist. There's like, like DM looking for group, newbie looking for group, things like that. Group looking for it's DM. Not, I guess it's not a terrible idea of a kind of, hey, here are some people who are thinking of running games. And this is turning into like a admin discussion rather than a podcast. So I hope you're enjoying the simulation of sitting in on a meeting. Sales but, but also, I'm probably going to set up a side blog that's purely just people trying to find other groups. They did. It's called rpgmatchmaker.tumblr.com. So yeah, uh, keep an eye on the on the blog for that. Yeah. So to answer your question, um, wait a bit for us to set up this side blog, and until then, kidnap people at gunpoint and force them to play D and D. Throw dice of varying shapes at random people who walk past you, and if they say, ow, was that a d6, instead of was that a die, you know you've got one. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, blood like throw d twenties at people, and if they go, why are you throwing d twenties at me? And you found a d and d friend. And if you roll a twenty on that d twenty, then you've got a critical success in making a friend. So they have to. Yeah, like they. Are, they are now your best friend, regardless of their opinion on the matter. And that's how you use the dex skill <laughs> to <laughs> persuade someone. Or it all fits together. I think we've probably... I don't know if we've answered anything, but I think we've, like, said words now. We have indeed said words. Thank you for listening to our words. Um, yes. If, if, you, if you want to pay for bonus words, both spoken and written, um, we'd appreciate if you went to patreon.com slash probablybadrpgideas. And in return, we will give you bonus episodes and homebrew content, including what I think is probably the now infamous Werehorse. You will get to see an actual Werehorse. Um, if you have a question, you can send it to us on Tumblr, um, probably bad RPG ideas, or email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to, you can leave us a nice review because that that's how more people find find the podcast and remember to have, have a probably, probably bad, bad day, day. Ooh, we did it